0: Just a quick heads up as the uh, praise team uh, returns to their seats. The rest of the service is going to be just a little different. Uh, and the reason why it's different is that there is a, a long tradition in the, uh, the Wesleyan heritage uh, through uh, John Wesley who founded the uh, Methodist movement of having a, a covenant service. So, so the message is going to be short. What I'm going to stand up here and talk about will be short, but then the rest of the message will be, um, the rest of it, you will be participating in the proclamation with me. So as we prepare to hear God's word and join in God's word together, I invite you to go to God in prayer with me. Let us pray. Oh God, we thank you for, for New Year's. We thank you for chances to start over or to start again. Oh, Lord, one thing that we know is that we are thankful that your faithfulness guides us and leads us. So help us to be your faithful disciples, to hear your calling, to hear your word, to, to be a part of what you are already doing around us. So, Lord, we ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in our sight, your sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So uh, last June, really, I started to think about uh, what 2020 would already look like. Because, you know, it, it's a new year and, and we start planning our series, and, and I ha- hate to use these terms, these, these eyeglasses terms and everything, but things were, were kind of hazy. And, and, and I was having a hard time focusing because my mind was on, on a whole bunch of other things. And then finally, as, as we got closer, the idea of WSG uh, started to, to, to catch on about what we're doing, because uh, that, is, that is what we're about. That, that's about the, the, uh, the focus of our church, is to, to worship God, to serve with heart, and, and to grow in our faith. So over the next 3 weeks we'll we'll be focusing on that but today I wanted to really talk about a covenant the covenant that that we have with our our creator. You know, it's good to talk about resolutions. You know, we, we can do resolutions all but I have a list of goals already that I have written down so hopefully I can follow them and uh, and grow professionally, grow spiritually, grow shrink a little bit uh, was was one of my goals but uh, all of these goals that we have but honestly if if we're if we're truly honest with who we are our our goals really don't matter much unless we are focused on who who calls us and and who guides us and who leads us and that's Christ our Lord. So the idea came about focusing or, or refocusing because if you're like me I lose focus a lot. <laughs> just ask my staff during staff meetings, you know. There's times where I'll just go down different rabbit trails and everything and and they'll have to reel me in a little bit to get us back on on track. And sometimes I have to do that with them too, but it's so easy to to lose focus on on what we are supposed to be doing. So today we focus on covenant because that is what Guides us. That's what grounds grounds us. And to give you a little uh, history of what a covenant is, a covenant is is more than a contract. A contract is something that you that you fill out with somebody else. And if a if an agreement is not covered, say you say that you are going to buy a house and you you do a contract with a lender, and you decide not to pay the lender. The lender will take your house back because you broke the contract. You did not make payments on the house, so they are going to take their house back. A a covenant is different. A covenant is a promise. A a covenant means that through thick and thin, you are going to to work it through, work it together. And, And that is what God has, has set up with us. God has set up a covenant that he has promised us, no matter what we do or, 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 or what we say or, or how we may move through life, God's faithfulness will always be there for us. This covenant, you can see, take place in five different places within Scripture. There there are many other covenants in Scripture, but but the five main ones go all the way back to first Noah, when God saw that the the earth was corrupt and he sent the flood, and after the flood was over and Noah was ready to resettle, he he made a covenant with Noah that he would no longer uh, destroy the earth by flood. But then Noah's part was to be fruitful and multiply. Then the second covenant was with Abraham, who was off in a uh, foreign land. And and God came to Abraham and said, I have a a specific place set up for you. And I promise that when you go to this place, I I will make... Your descendants, numerous. I I will fill the earth with those that are a part of your people, and uh, so that was the Abraham covenant. and And the thing that Abraham needed to do, which he did, was that he went to where God led him. The third covenant that we are familiar with is the covenant with Moses, when God's people were caught in slavery in Egypt. He God said that I will free you from your captivity and take you back to your homeland and your part of this covenant is to make sure you follow my laws and follow what I have given you. The fourth covenant is the covenant with King David, saying that from now on there will be one of your descendants on the throne, but you must follow my commands. And then the final, the fifth covenant, which is the covenant that, that we live under is the new covenant, and this is the covenant through Jesus Christ when he, when he came and he lived and he died and he, he gave himself up for us so that we may be closer to our, our creator. That is the, the fifth covenant. Is the covenant that we celebrate here later at the table. So that's kind of a, a rough idea of what the covenant is, but the covenant is there so we may then live it out. So, how do we live out that covenant? Well, that's what our scripture is all about today. Our scripture is from Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. So, I invite you to follow along or listen as we hear God's word. <clears throat> After John was put into prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. We hear those phrases and sometimes we we kind of compartmentalize that, that section And going, well, that's Jesus back then just talking about how he's now walking around the earth. But Jesus was saying a lot more than because his earthly body was on earth at the time has come. What Jesus was telling us was that from then on, which that includes right here and right now, God's kingdom has come. And we live in that. We we live in the fact that God's kingdom is, is right here and right now. Now, we know that God's kingdom isn't fully realized yet because there's still sin in the world. There's still brokenness. There's still hurt and everything. But God brings in this new covenant that we are called to live in by, by sending Jesus. And Jesus is reminding people that the time has come right now. So as disciples of Jesus Christ, as followers of the one who came for us, we then live the gospel by our wives. We, we live in the good news that, that Christ is here right now. Now, and there's two ways that we do this. The first is by repenting. Now, that is a word that we really don't like to throw around a lot because we we don't like the idea that we have to repent of things. We, We think about repenting from sin, and repenting is way more than just thinking about the things that we do wrong. Repenting is a mindset. The the word for repent is metanoia, which means that you turn. And that means that we turn our, our bodies all the way around and we start looking in a different direction. Or the way I like to look at it is that we are called to look in the way that God had originally called us to look. That means that we turn away from the social and political agendas which drives our main discourse today. I don't know about you, but I have been sick and tired of seeing all of the bickering and fighting that is going on around us. And it's because we have our own agendas that we feel like will fill us and will will guide us and lead us, but the fact of the matter is we keep looking at these different topics or these different things and and thinking that that will fill us if we follow that. Well, the fact of the matter is that God is calling us to turn completely and place our gaze on him, to turn completely and and to listen and hear how is God calling us to move forward or or to use the term of, of this series, how is God calling us to refocus our lives so that we are faithful to what God is calling us to do, and not what others are calling us to do. See, to refocus, to to repent means that our eyes are on Jesus, not on the world. Or let me make it a little bit more clear: our eyes are on Jesus, not on Facebook. Our eyes are on Jesus, and not on. Fox News or MSNBC or CNN. Our eyes are on Jesus, not on the Republican Party and not on the Democrat Party, but we must refocus our lives so that we are reflecting who God is to the world around us. The other thing that Jesus says in the scripture is that we must repent, but we also must believe the gospel. So what does it mean to believe the gospel? It means that we take Jesus at his word. We take Jesus for, for who he says that, we, that he is. And we say, you know, Jesus, right now I give my entire self to you. My heart, my soul, my actions, my possessions, everything that I have, I have because of you. And so I surrender that control to you. And that's why we are gathering together. And that's why today we are participating in a age old tradition of the Wesleyan Covenant service.